Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. my Calista Wolf. That's my Jen. Yay! Podcast time. I'm so excited. <laughs> we took a week off and it was hard. It was really hard. I was like in the middle of nowhere and you know how well I do without my Wi-Fi. <laughs> I do know actually. Yes. It was bad. <laughs> You're like, I have borne witness to those events. It was very nice. We went to our cabin and my child... We were just talking movies, and she was looking for a movie to play with her cousin, and they pulled up Moana, and I was like, oh, I've never seen Moana, and I swear to God, like, oh, no. everybody Jen. turned to look at me like, like, some kind of, like, freak. You and, don't, you don't admit that in mixed well, company. Well, was like, Lauren was like, what did you just say? And I was like, I've never seen Moana. And she's like, how is that possible you well it's it's it i me. see where it's possible but it's just such an unwise life i know i did i didn't know i didn't know i was like well i would play it for you and then i would go about being your mom and picking up your crap and doing your laundry and oh stuff, so you, know? you did the mom thing and oh, blamed it yeah. all on there her so much coming my way i needed the mom card hardcore it was like not cool like my niece was like i don't even know who you are anymore and even Nick was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you how have you not seen Moana? I'm like, I'm so sorry. So like we finally had like a free, like the girls were bored. They're like, no, we're watching Moana. Like, this is not okay that you have not sat and watched this movie. So I I watched it. It was quite lovely. <laughs> it is lovely because Lynn Manuel does like, the music. Well, see, it's that's the like... other thing. Lauren loves. Lynn Manuel, like she's obsessed with Hamilton. Well, God bless her. Your daughter has taste. I know. I feel like <laughs> the future is pretty secure given how my kids turning out. Like it's 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 good. Like she likes Captain Hook on Once Upon a Time. I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good about my parenting choices. So yeah, she was just like, How do you not understand? And like she must have said to her niece, like, this is the guy who wrote Hamilton. He wrote Moana like 12 times. <laughs> my niece was like, like, I get it. All right. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Yeah. Lauren stands went pretty hard. God bless her. I know. It's so great. So, so you life? watched Moana and you liked it. I did. It was lovely. It was a nice little story. <laughs> the songs are really good. <laughs> What's a Disney movie? <laughs> the songs are good. I wouldn't say it was like my favorite Disney movie ever. Yeah, but it was but it's good. definitely it's like it's solid. I feel like it's a, in the solid top ten. I feel like the music is the best part. Yeah, I mean that one's. I mean, I knew the one song. Yeah, because like my kid like sang it. Everyone's <laughs> child sang it. It was like the new Frozen. It was like, oh my god. 
So, yeah, she loved it. And I knew that song. That was the only song I knew. And I knew The Rock was in it. Yeah. And he was cute. He was, he was cute. Funny. He was funny. He actually, I was a little nervous about the singing. Because, like, can The Rock sing? Turns out. Rock can sing. Rock can sing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, good to know. So, before we get into Arrow, let's talk about oh, some yeah, of yeah. our side topics first. Do you want to oh, dive no, into some let's selling sunset? We're excited. <laughs> We're way more excited about our side topics than we are about Arrow. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there, Arrow. Don't worry. There's Arrow shit to talk about. Okay. Selling Sunset. Listen, you guys. Okay. If you're not aware, Selling Sunset is a reality show on Netflix. And I would say it's a reality real estate show. But, like, real estate is so very much not what it's about. It's It's like, I don't even think. Who was it? Oh, it was John. Who was it? Someone very famous. Married to John Legend. Chrissy Teigen? Chrissy Teigen. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's wrong with me. When I get on a podcast, I can't think of people's names. It's like I can't talk and think of names at the Chrissy same time. It's like right and left. I can't tell the difference. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. It's just a thing. Anyways, I just loved yeah. her saying, like, that was normal. And I was like, oh, honey, you got to get out of L.A. Oh, yeah. Well, but also she was kind of like, Chrissy Teigen was like, I don't think that these ladies actually sell. I I, I I think somebody, I saw somebody say they, they do, but it's more like it's the brokerage, okay. you know, and they're just kind of like the. The pretty show pieces exactly. that like give the tour. Yeah. yeah, it really feels like they're pretty show pieces. Like, it's like. It's a little bit like Price is Right with the models. Well, it was so funny. The first season, my husband's all like, I don't think they sold anything this entire season. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. The only one that like you see like consistently selling is Mary. Like, Yeah. Mary, I think, is legit. I think it's the two brothers, although I didn't one of the brothers leave. No, the, I, they, the other guy did a, an interview and said, that's not true. So like season four will tell, I guess. Oh God! All right, so yeah, they. So I think it's the the brothers actually do sell stuff, and like when the when the girls have like something that they're trying to sell, they have to clear it through these guys. Yeah, everything. everything. So it's not like we just like get the contract and and then I think probably Mary, but Mary was dating one of them. Yes, which is a whole other level of my God, what the hell is this show? But anyhow, the point is. <laughs> Don't watch this show for real estate. Watch it for the caddy in-office drama between these women because holy shit. And also, see, I don't we have to preface this. I don't for this is us fans. Well, okay, but but before we do that, I want just wanna, okay. I just want to caveat like this isn't normally my type of thing. I don't like the I women. Know, I'm a little surprised that you were the women who hate each other. And it, the only reason I watched it is I saw people on the timeline talk about it. So I was like, okay, but I want, I, I feel like I need to say that like while watching this, there were multiple times I'd have to get up and leave the room. Uh, it's like, it's a lot. I couldn't handle like, it's a lot of women on woman violence. <laughs> it's just, it is. And that's hard. I don't do well with that at all. So, anyhow, yes. Preface no. for This Is Us fans. If you're a Justin Hartley fan, don't be like the gal in my comments yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? <laughs> this is what I hate about people. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you'll tweet something out. And you'll say, like, and I've done this, too, where it's like, 
okay, sorry to anyone who's following me or this is a controversial opinion. And then somebody who disagrees with you, who's not following you, was like, don't worry, I won't ever follow you. And it's like, I wasn't talking to you, but... I mean, I clearly said to the people (laughs) in the street, I'm talking about the people who actually follow me. But sidebar... You follow me enough to see my tweet. Well, that's that's a thing. You 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 cared enough to reply to it. Here's so another I thing. Feel like I'm on your radar. I feel like I feel like the gal was trying to say, "Oh, don't worry, us Justin Hartley fans won't follow you." And it's like I already know that some do, and that's who I was right. talking to. That's why we were which saying. wasn't you. So why are you here? <laughs> you know? Now listen, we have to be honest. Okay, because the entire I watched season one of Selling Sunset and I was like, these women are pretty trashy and I think I'm going to bail. Yeah. But then Chriselle showed up and I used to watch Chriselle was in season one. No, she was in season two. No, she was. She came in the very first episode of season one. No, she did not. I swear to God, Jennifer, I'm going to look because I do not have any memory of her in season one. The first episode of season one is when she was introduced. That's not a true story. I have to rewatch fucking season one now. How do I not remember this? Season one ended with the whole Chriselle's two-faced thing. That was like literally the, the, how it ended. Why do I have not memory of her? In season one, it's like nothing. In season nothing. one, it was her versus Christine, and like Davina was just like the person in the background that she talked to. That was to. season two. All right, then I'm just getting my seasons mixed up because I was like, I thought all that stuff happened in season two because I just watched season three. I watched some of these a while ago. So I was like, I just, re- I just watched season three. We, Shell and I watched through seasons one through three. Like, all within, right, you like, two have, weeks. first of all, your memory of TV is like a million times better than mine. Second of all, you watched it recently. <laughs> so I would just be like, yep, I'm wrong. Anyways. Sorry, but like my entire reason for sticking with this trash show was because of Chriselle, because I watched her in All My Children, and I really liked her in All My Children. Who and did she play on All My Children? It must have been after I stopped Amanda. watching. She played Amanda. She played Amanda, grown-up Amanda. Amanda. was, um, oh, crap. Jesse, not Jesse. Amanda, oh, my. This is really important to me. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Amanda Dillon. She was the, the name, daughter of Trevor Dillon and Janet Marlowe. Who remember Janet from the Another Planet with the twin sister, and she pretended to be her sister Natalie. I like. Well. I have like just the vaguest memory. Oh my of god, this. that was like the summer. Like that was like the, the namers. The end. names are Natalie familiar. Well. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she played Amanda Dillon, who was a little crazy, but also not so crazy. Anyways, so I stuck with it. Apparently, I watched season one because I must have, uh, because she's Justin Hartley's wife, and we met Justin Hartley. Yes, we met him at at at, at Heroes and Villains in San Jose mm-hmm. in we like 2017 or something boys. like that. We met all the This Is Us boys except for um, the best one. No, I would say it's a tie because we met uh, Jack, and we met who else did I meet? Because it's so weird because they all have like weird hero shows right justin was green arrow so steve i think um steve invited him to h h and he was he was really nice and he was kind of shy he was delightful he's very shy he's a little uncomfortable 
with too much touching, which I respect. Like you have, he has clear boundaries. <laughs> uh, but he okay, was a nice so, guy. But super sweet. I had a really nice talk with him about the scene where Kevin breaks down in the football field, and I was like, "Dude, you need to win a." Uh, like an Emmy for that and he was just like kind of like very humble and blown away and like he kind of caught my eye as I was leaving and like kind of like was like thank you so much and it was really we had a little we me and Justin we had a moment is all I'm saying and it was nice <laughs> so we we went into this liking Justin very much so yes. it's all about wanting to get to know Justin Hartley's wife Chrishell who played Amanda I was down for it I was like yeah baby and okay, Chriselle was like from the very beginning. Met, uh, Chris Sullivan. Yeah, we met. I we met Milo Ventimiglia and Chris Sullivan too. We um, from the very beginning, Chriselle was just sweet. Yeah, and you had the feeling, one that everybody loves. You like, you had the feeling that she wise. was going into the den of vipers. It's kind of like watching Princess Aurora. <laughs> show up in hell (laughs) it's just like like... there was just a lot of like before she even got there christine who is one of the other gals and kind of like the ringleader was like oh i don't know she's the new girl we gotta haze her i don't know she has to prove herself i don't know you know and it's just like already headed in for her before she even met her well and i feel like I feel like there like is some automatic with Christine because basically Christine is the devil. <laughs> Christine is bad, but Davina's worse. Yeah, here's my thing about Christine. They make it seem like Christine's the devil. Well, let's say Christine is okay. Davina is the devil, but Christine's like her henchman. But they present well, it like no, it's, a, it's the devil. It's, it's devil. even it's even more than that because it's like Christine is nobody's henchman. Let's. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's for, like she's the true, vi- true the villain, but right. then it's really Davina that's the absolute. Correct. Word. It's like Christine is is the PR devil, the one that looks yeah. like she's the bad guy, and she's wants right. and she says outrageous things, and she stirs up drama wherever she goes. But you have a feeling that, like underneath it, she's probably a fairly decent person. Davina right. is one of those people that's like she's in the background. And she's out there just being, like, legit evil. <laughs> like, you just have to count the blade marks in your back when you're around Davina. Like, don't ever turn your back to her because, like, you will be sliced and diced. Chriselle fell for Davina in season one. And that Davina right. got her talking about their co-worker, Stuff. Mary, who was getting married to a guy much younger than her named Romaine. We call him Lettuce. Yes, he's a, but he's a sweetie pie. <laughs> Because the reason <laughs> why we call him lettuce is because he didn't talk all of season one. Like season one, he was season... dumb as a post. He was yeah, just... it was like a little concerning if he actually was a mute. <laughs> so I just start calling him. He was just—he was, was Mary's pretty. arm candy, and so yeah, but he's very pretty. So very Div- pretty Davina kind of lured Chriselle into talking about this and questions of of. Romaine's financial viability, you know, whether Mary was his sugar mama, all this stuff, you know, it was kind of kind of talked about. And so Davina Gossipy. then goes and immediately tells everybody else what Chriselle said during this conversation. And so this causes a huge blow up between Christine, who is a good friend of Mary's, and Chriselle during the season finale where she calls her two-faced and like Chriselle's like, holy shit, what just happened? Because it was really right. Davina who, who steered that whole thing. And Romaine 
God bless him. He grew himself a goddamn brain between seasons one and two. He must have watched he was like season one up. and he got it. And he's like, no, I don't have a problem with Chriselle. I have a problem with Davina. And he yes. called her out from the start. And I was like, okay, stay and remain for clear. Yeah, he kind of set awesome. Mary straight about Chriselle too, didn't he? I don't know. I think Mary already like liked Chriselle and she was like, she was willing to, to, like her. one right yeah. here's the thing i like about chrishell is chrishell will like be upfront about what she said yeah and she was and like this is what i said and you know like there isn't a, and like she will like if someone's talking trash about someone in front of her and she's your friend she will say something right right she'll say exactly. like that's not how she is that's and an you know who actually like, she'll say something the most loyal out of that whole group is amanda yes and yes. she's the one that, like, as soon as somebody would talk shit about Mary or Chriselle, like, Amanza would just be, like, put on her just linebacker pads yeah. and, she's a, yeah. and just, like, go in there and, and knock skulls. God bless her. Everybody needs a friend like that. Basically, she's the best. And isn't Amanza, wasn't she Mary's, like, childhood best friend? Yeah, they're, like, really good. She was, like, her, her maid of honor at Mary's wedding. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, I think she... Maybe it was a was a Monza on there since season one or no? A Monza came in in season two. Okay, that must have been my confusion. I must have skipped some episodes in season one and just thought, and I just erased Chriselle <laughs> from it. I don't know because like every episode's the same. It's like it really is. We're just real estate we can't sell, and we're gonna and Christine and Davina are being shitheads and. and like, <laughs> and then from season two on, it's, it's all about Heather talking about her flipper flop boyfriend. And it's just oh like, yeah, oh that's great. oh that's the other part of it that I wanted to watch because I didn't connect that Heather was dating Tarek. Tarek from Flipper Flop, and I used to watch Flipper Flop. I hated. I hated Flipper Flop before they got divorced. I they hated were terrible. It. All they they were she was so mean and it was just like I couldn't I had a hard time watching because like I say I don't watch this sort of interpersonal drama like it, it's it's uncomfortable for me yeah, so I couldn't just, watch no. flipper flop you, for that you know what flipper flop you know what flipper flop what what watching it is like it was like watching that quintuplet show oh my the, god it well, was like I couldn't watch TV. that either Oh, what is the name of that show with Kate? Yeah, Kate, Kate plus Kate, eight. Kate plus eight. Kate and yeah, yeah. Kate and John. That's what it was. It like. was. It, it was, was literally exactly like. It that. was like like everybody has their bad moments in marriage where you're just like not a pleasant person and you treat your spouse like crap and then I can't later watch for being a raging bitch. But like Kate oh was a raging bitch to John all the time, and I'm not saying John was a prize. No, I'm not. I'm just saying she was a raging bitch to her husband all the time. And it's basically the same thing with Tarek and Christina. Correct. They were slightly better, but not much. And I was just literally, I was like, when is the divorce happening? And when it was announced, it was like, thank God. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that was due. But now Heather's Heather's with Tarek. But Heather's with Tarek. So Heather from Selling Sunset is with Tarek from Flip Flip or Flop. But here's the creepy thing. Heather looks exactly like Christina. Well, listen. All those blonde girls on all those shows all look. I know, but exactly. Still, it's like a lot looks like Christina. It kind of wigs. Well, me he up. has a type, okay? Yeah, it's fine. I guess. I guess. But you know what? Heather isn't like Christina because she's not that dominating personality. No, she's not. She's a little. She bit is very much, much waiting around for a ring. Well, she's also very much the sheep. 
for a while there, yeah. she was following everything Davina and Christine said. Yes. She's just trying to stay. She's just trying. This girl's just trying to get married and stay employed. That's all she's trying to do. <laughs> she's, just, she's, she's just out there hustling. I got to respect it. I got to respect <laughs> it. She's a hustler. So anyhow, why do we hate Justin Hartley? Okay. All right. If you love Justin Hartley, turn away now because I have mad Look away. Rage. Look away. Mad rage. All right. If you, here's the thing. So it got, we're going to start from the beginning because Selling Sunset fills you in on the, like, like you have to watch Selling Sunset to figure out what really happened with their divorce. So it got announced that Justin Hartley and Chriselle Strauss were getting a divorce. And everybody was like, what the fuck? Because they seemed perfectly happy. I think like the last time that they had posted something on their Insta together was like, I don't know, November. And he must have filed like sometime in January. And it was very sudden. It was like all of a sudden he files for divorce. But what got the media attention is he backdated the separation to, like, July or something, okay? And they have pictures of these two looking perfectly happy and completely married on Instagram, yeah. on their Instagram in November. So everyone was like, what's with the backdating? And I'm going to fill you in on a little, little something. You ready, folks? Justin Hartley just negotiated a new contract with This Is Us where he got paid a shit ton of money. The whole cast got uh, raises, okay? So then immediately after this raise, and I'm going to say this, he pulls a Tom Cruise. So he, what I think happened, gets the raise, coming into a boatload of money, maybe isn't so happy with Chriselle, doesn't want to have to write a bigger check, and is trying to finagle himself out of this owing her any money because he's trying to backdate or oh, we were separated before he signed the contract. Ugh. It's shysty. It's shysty. It's okay? super shysty. And, and if you're wondering what do I mean is he this... pulled a Tom Cruise, if you're wondering what I mean by pull a Tom Cruise, California had a law that I feel like either prenups or something happens. Like it goes away after you, you're like a common law. I don't know. Something happens at 10 years in California and Tom Cruise would have had to write Nicole Kidman a massive check. And so he divorces her immediately after she's had a miscarriage. Tom Cruise is the worst. Don't ever like him again. Okay. So that's the backstory. So this is all the shit that was going down on like E! Online. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you're wondering, oh, I wonder if Selling Sunset's going to cover this. And yes. Oh, yes. They did. So take it away, Callie. What did they do? Well, you know, Chriselle's going about business. She had um, what they call kind of like a broker's open where there's a house they're trying to sell and they invite all the real estate agents to the house and they'll have like a party and kind of schmooze with the other agents so that they'll be like, oh, I love this house. I want to show this to all my clients. So she did this, this showing and hosted this party and she was just like top form great mood she did like a charity auction during it and like there was stuff from justin hartley in the charity auction that she was talking up everything was fine the next day the like it i don't know if it was exactly the next day but the show sure made it look like i feel like it was the next day the show sure made it see because they were still talking in the office they're like wasn't that great last night yes chriselle did such a good job you know and then Chriselle comes, or no, she doesn't come in. All of a sudden, the girls, like, are, like, looking, checking, I don't know, the news, because they have, like, Google alerts set up for everybody or something. But the news starts coming in, like, on all the tabloid sites that Justin Hartley has filed for divorce. And everybody's like, what Mm -hmm. the hell? Mm -hmm. He was just fine last night. You know, like, what, what happened here? 
Mm-hmm. And so Mary goes to see Chriselle. And Chriselle's all like, he texted Who me. is in a hotel? Yeah, who's Not in a hotel? Did he divorce her? He kicked her out of their house. And she had her dog in this hotel room. And Mary comes to see her. Sad little suitcase. And she tells Mary, he texted me right before it went live. I knew when everybody else knew. Like, Yeah, she got like a 45-minute notice. And this was not this was not a phone call she got. No, it was a text. He texted her that he was divorcing her. And there was no discussion. All her discussion on the show, you know, and everybody can always say, oh, this is all dramatized. And this, is, this isn't the whole story. Don't be a Davina, guys. Shut up. Don't um, be a Davina. <laughs> the whole thing is all this time, like the previous two seasons, she would talk glowingly about her husband and how in love she was with him and how... Their wedding day was like the best day of her life. And she couldn't believe how lucky she was to get to be married to her her best friend and soulmate and like all this stuff. And so to say that she was gutted, like I've never seen anybody just more gutted. She was. It was heart. This was actual. She was not. Listen, I've watched Chriselle Strauss act. (laughs) She's not that good. Uh, she was trying so hard to act. hold on to she it. Was, and she was yeah, just like, I, was like, I know oh. everyone wants to, oh, she's acting because there's... Mm, no. no. She was genuinely shell-shocked. Like, just kind of like in a daze almost. And crying, of course. But She kind cried of like, like I constantly. Know. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I, I just got told this morning that I'm getting divorced. And the thing is, they, they've been married for two two years, but... They've been dating for six. Yes, they had been. They've been together since before This Is Us. Back when he was so relatively was obscure. Him. Yeah, she was with him before the This Is Us fame. Correct. Okay, and listen, I'm not telling any tales out of school. Justin Hartley, yeah, he was he was Green Arrow on uh, Smallville, but that was it. And then he was <laughs> rotating the. How they met was he was doing like the TV movie of the week. I think they did like a TV movie or something for Netflix or whatever. It's like, you know, one of those really not, not great lifetime, like kind of hallmarky. But yeah. he was working, he was working the the soap opera circuit for years. And he was married to remember the uh chick from Passions? Oh, what was her name? The dark one, the dark haired one. Anyways, he was married to a chick from Passions because he was on Passions. So they met, he got married to her, they had a kid, they got a divorce, then he hooked up with Trishel for the last six years. So she was before him, she was with him before all the big, huge fame. So here's the thing. Chriselle, after this, she she doesn't go back to work right away, obviously, because they show the paparazzi is just following her. She buys a new a new house to live in, and they're following her on move-in day. Like she can't get away from any of this, so she goes home to St. Louis to stay with her sister and her family for a while. And it's like it's so sweet. They show her with with her sister's family, and she's like really trying to be like their present and. Everything is just making her sadder, you know, and it's just like it's 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 really hard to watch her just like so devastated and heartbroken. Meanwhile, back in <laughs> L.A., Davina and Christine are sure that there's something weird going on because they can't get any details. Well, here's the thing. The divorce isn't finalized yet. She no. can't talk about it. No, there's like major legal. Yes. He can sue her for. And she said. 
Okay, are we back? We're back. Okay, that was weird. That was weird. Sometimes weird stuff happens, guys. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoyed me yelling, Pally. <laughs> I'll cut that part out. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. So we were talking about, so she found out about the divorce. Then Davina was pulling shit behind the scenes, too. Yeah. Total shit. So it's basically like the ladies were all just, what they said was, oh, well, there's two sides to every story. No, no. Listen. Here's the situation. And I explained this to my husband, too. That if you decide to divorce me and the way you communicate that is via text, we don't have to have the divorce because I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and no, well, and here's, and here's the greater point. The greater point that, that Mary and Amanza tried to make. They're like, listen. We have a relationship with Chriselle. She yes. is our coworker. She is our friend. Yes. Something like this happens. It doesn't matter what the story is. No. You take her Pick side. Pick your team. Pick your team. I had this fight. I have this fight with my in-laws all the time because my husband's best friend, who's like a brother to him, had a girlfriend and they were engaged and they broke up. And they were giving me all kinds of shit for, like, not staying friends with her. And, listen, me and her weren't close to begin with. So I was like, you know, the primary relationship is with my husband's best friend. He's our team. And in the divorce, he got us. So that's the way that works. It's just, I just, yeah. And they used to, like, just give us all this crap that I didn't stay friends with her. And I'm like, no. He would have been upset if I stayed friends with her. You know what I mean? Like, it was right. It's it's, it's one of those things that. They were trying to say, listen, Chriselle needs our support right now. I don't care what the right. story is. The right. story is is that we support Chriselle. And also, just on top of that, get sent a text. Get, she's experiencing a divorce in the public. like, And yeah. she didn't see it. She to prep for it. She got thrown out of her house. Like, who the hell knows what's going on? And then, on top of it, Justin Hartley has a new girlfriend. Right away. Right away. See, there's always someone on the side. None of these guys. No, they don't. A, com- a guy is it... comfortable in a in a in a relationship, especially in a marriage, does mm-hmm. not blow up that relationship or marriage if he doesn't already right. have somebody waiting. Because listen, I'm going to tell you guys a secret, guys. Whether mm-hmm. they want you to believe it or not, don't like to be alone. Oh, hundred percent. And. They don't leave something that's comfortable, even if it's not just like the all I'm not super in love with her anymore. I don't, you know, even no. when that's if you're done. having if you're having sex with him, you're doing your as wise, you're cooking food for him. He's not going until he finds the next woman who's going to do that for him. Correct. That's how they're built. In fact, I will tell you a little story because uh, so uh, I'll just say a family member had was getting a divorce and it was like super shocking and we were like what the hell's going on and all the men in my family my father my brother-in-law my husband were like he cheated on her there's a girlfriend and we were like no way he's just got like some kind of like mental breakdown that's not what guys do and they're like (laughs) and every male every male that i every single time i've seen this happen he's got a girlfriend Mm -hmm. the girlfriend's gonna come out there's a chick and i'm like no 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 they were right. All of them were right. There was a girlfriend. So he was cheating on her. So men know this about themselves. <laughs> so we're not telling. So yeah. So it's just 
awful. And now I have to hate Justin Hartley. I still yeah. like Kevin, but I have to hate you, Justin Hartley, because this is just Yeah, Justin Hartley is dead to me. Davina is even worse. She's evil spun. Yeah. yeah. So season four should be interesting when It'll be that very, ever very, gets made. <laughs> very interesting. Okay. So now we'll give you some arrow. Well, wait, no. Before we move on to Arrow, we have to talk about Yellowstone a little bit. <gasps> oh, that's right. My new and obsession. I watched, oh, you know what else I watched? I watched, um, I watched uh, Umbrella Academy. Yes, okay. Umbrella Academy. Guys, there's some shows you need to watch. You need to watch, watch Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, Academy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. There's seasons one and two. Two is better than one. We both agree, but yes. they're both really good. So you need to watch both. It's and, a superhero show, but it's like everyone's pretty screwed up. Well, and I was about to say, that's a nice seg into the next mm-hmm. show. Season mm-hmm. two of The Boys starts on Amazon today. Yes. And yes. Um, I already watched the first episode and I was in the middle of the second one when we started this podcast. And like The Boys is also superheroes, but gone bad, you know? And the added benefit is the main lead is the son of Meg Ryan and... See, I told you it's happening again. Meg Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to supply it. I'm going to wait for you to come I up did. with it. Meg. I totally get it. You guys, it's like a disease. It's so bad. I don't know what happened. Like, I Jack. Jack Quaid. Yes. Who was also in a, a delightful Netflix rom-com that I just watched recently that I can't remember the name of. Oh, no, it was Hulu. Plus one. You told me to watch Plus it. Plus one. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Meg Ryan and ex husband. What's her? It's John Quaid. Why can't I even remember? Like the last name isn't even doing it for me. It's Quaid. Quaid. Dennis. God dang it. <laughs> anyway, that was just bad. I'm going to stop saying things. You better. Take it away. You're in big yeah. trouble. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, watch The Boys, watch Umbrella Academy, and also, if you can, watch Yellowstone. It okay. airs on, like, the Paramount Network, but, like, it's who's... It's complicated. How who's you get ever it fucking them? heard of the Paramount Network? Not Nobody. me. But... I'm going to tell you how do you get the Paramount, because I don't know how you got Paramount, but I couldn't get Paramount. I have Paramount on my YouTube TV, Listen, they wouldn't give me all the seasons. The, well, that's the thing. Here, people were talking because season three just recently ended. Um, okay. of, of Yellowstone and so I was seeing a bunch of people tweeting about it like oh my god Yellowstone Yellowstone I'm like I'd love to watch Yellowstone and so I looked it up on YouTube TV which we have too and saw again yes only season 3 and I'm like well this sucks Great. <laughs> where can I watch this and we recently you know downloaded Peacock the new NBC. Yeah, and I had I didn't even know NBC had their own mega app. Well, I got a lot of right. emails. Like I don't know where they got my name, but like they whenever there's you. like a new they app, they're like, there, "Hey!" Yeah. And I'm like, they "Listen, they're out there. just because I've joined the shit. other fifteen thousand one of these things doesn't mean mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to sign like, up. Yep. You know, they know you're going <laughs> to sign up. <laughs> exactly. You know, challenge every time. Oh, I got to tell you what they did though. After you explain how you're. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, Peacock TV has seasons one and two. Um, on demand, YouTube TV, wherever you have like cable, Yellow Yellowstone is on demand and season three there. But I expect that it'll but season three on, will be on you, Peacock. Soon. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen when you watch it on the Peacock. There's gonna be commercials. Thing. Well, there's a commercial, but they only let you watch the first episode, and then you have to upgrade to premium. Yes. 
Oh yeah, I, well, see, I thought that was that was denoted by me. But yes, like, of course, I'm you don't give it. a shit after that one hour and a half because you're like, what is episode two? So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna join up. You hand over your five dollars. Yeah, it's fine. Five dollars is fine. worth it. Yellowstone is worth it. Take Just... the four hundred one hit four hundred one k hit guys. Kevin Costner. Yeah, because like the first line. episode is basically a movie. It's like an hour and a half long. Well, it's a just movie. Like, it's just like balls to the wall, like grabs you right from the first scene. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's a lot. This. There's a lot happening in the first scene that you're just like, what? Okay, we're going to do this thing. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Kevin's coming out swinging. Can I just say how happy I am? Because Kevin Costner was like a major 90s crush for me. <laughs> I had a thing for him. So you're thrilled to see that he's still a snack. Yeah, it was so dreamy. It was like, I loved him in Robin Hood, even though he had the worst British accent. That wasn't even, like, he didn't even. He just like kind of quit doing it because he couldn't do it in the movie. And then what else did I love him in? Oh, Dances with Wolves. Of course. I had a heart. Oh, the bodyguard. Who didn't want to like listen? Get some of that. The nineties Kevin Costner was like a thing. Anyhow, he was sex on a stick, guys. So in this in this show, Yellowstone (laughs) is very much not about Yellowstone National Park. And no, it's weird that they name it that, but you're like, well, it's because it's next to the park. Yeah, it's up there in Montana, and it's the Yellowstone Dutton Ranch. Which is in southern Montana near Bozeman and, and between Bozeman and the park. And it's it's basically kind of like a godfather type thing. The ranch is enormous and it's a huge power in Montana, political power, just like they run everything. It's godfather yeah. on a ranch. It's godfather. <laughs> it's cowboy and godfather. Kevin Costner is is the godfather himself. He's the he is, he is the patriarch, he's the guy who runs the show. And he's got his right-hand man, his conciliary, his, his Rip. Rip is this guy that he brought on board the ranch. And you see the backstory of why and how, like, where Rip came from. And oh, my God, my heart. Rip, Rip is hot. Rip is, Rip, is, Rip is all man. Okay. Rip is married to one of the Sweet Valley twins in real life, you know. I didn't know that, but thank Segway. you. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was extremely illuminating. I needed. I have to share it. I don't know. So anyhow, the patriarch John Dutton, Kevin Costner has four kids. We we haven't talked about how Kevin Costner is still a snack. We have talked about it. Okay, we're moving like a fine wine, and he's he is wonderful. He's very grizzly. Very jumpable, jumpable at that grizzly. What is he? Sixty something? Who knows? He's old. Is, he's got four kids there's lee <laughs> lee who is basically like his dad's clone he's mr ranch boy he's gonna very clearly be the one to take over the empire he's the sunny he is the sunny and then you have you have you have <laughs> you, well first i was going to, to i'm trying to go in chronological order here then you have jamie oh is who, jamie not the baby I don't think Jamie's the baby. I think Casey's the baby. Oh, that makes more sense for why it's more focused on Casey. Because I kind of thought Jamie was going to be the baby. No, no. Jamie is, is, is a lawyer. Fredo. Jamie is very much a Fredo. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm only okay. doing one episode, man. <laughs> Jamie is the Fredo. He is a high-powered lawyer. He desperately wants his father's approval. Yep. And he wants the power, and he wants to be let in. 
Yeah, and then he's Stupid as Fredo. No, no, he's not. He's not stupid, but he does some pretty dumb fucking shit. Just you wait. (laughs) I genuinely the one that you know you'd send to go start the. He hasn't even cracked stupid yet. Just you wait, Jen. Oh my god! Enough in episode one. I'm like, can we stop going to Jamie? (laughs) They don't worry. They stop. I'm only in the middle of season two, and I'm telling you. Everybody's wow. going to Jamie. Fucking Jamie. Anyway. Fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> then there's Beth. Beth is the daughter, and Beth basically has more balls than anybody on that ranch. Beth is the most <laughs> like the dad. She really, and she's, she's vicious. She is mama bear about dad. She loves her dad. And oh my she God, will viciously episode, and ferociously fight anyone, including her own brothers, to oh defend him. At the end of the first episode, he looks at her and he's like, can you stay a while? She's like, I'm not going anywhere. Just tell me who to fight. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Beth, do it! Beth, I'm so pumped! The, the moments that Beth shows any sort of vulnerability or fear, they like, I already, like right now just saying that, all the hairs on my arm stood up because the episode I just watched. And it was just, Jen... Oh my god. Well, and Beth and Rip are a thing. Beth and Rip are very much a thing. Okay, so Rip is like Mr. Cowboy. He's Mr. Cowboy Man, and Mm -hmm. Beth and him have this push-pull thing that's been going since they were literal teenagers. Like, Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh yes, you get some backstory. (laughs) And and they they just, they, as, as Kyle said, you know, this is what Facebook means when it says a relationship status is it's complicated. Like, that's literally Beth and Rip. Basically. They are so fucking complicated. But it's yes. it's really a lot. And then there's, of course, the baby, Casey, who doesn't want his father's life. And he wants to be free and live on the Indian reservation with his Indian wife. And, and he joined the army. He was and he the just, army. He really desperately wants to be a good man. Mm-hmm. And he keeps killing people. But they just keep bringing me back in. <laughs> but they keep, He's totally the Michael. He is. It makes totally. so much more sense that now that I figured out that Casey is the Michael and yes. that Jamie is the... Because I was like, what the fuck? Is this the... No, like, no. Jamie is, is such a Fredo. Jamie is the Fredo. Okay, good. Yes. That's so much better. And, and, and like, Casey, okay, like, yeah. Jamie, Casey and his wife have a whole Romeo and Juliet thing going on. Yes. It's and really they're, they're a very, very sweet relationship, but they have a lot of hurdles. And a lot of it is just because who Casey is and yeah. how he does things. And does things. The he things that happen like in the first up. episode. That <laughs> Why won't you talk to me? Oh, he's not going to talk to you. This is not getting shared. I was like, don't say it. Ho, don't do it. I was literally going to be staring at the mirror. And I was like, ho, don't do it. Do not tell the what there is some shit you cannot tell your spouse, and this would qualify. Take it to the grave, Casey. Oh, it gets it gets so much worse. Jen. Take it to the grave. <laughs> it gets so much worse. I was like, Anyhow, you know. if you like, if you like, it's basically lots of horses, lots of cows, lots mm-hmm. of and hot men, blood and death, and it's Godfather meets Dallas. It's it's a lot, but guys. That is like. I even saw somebody like that had watched season three compared it to Game of Thrones. Like it, it gets a lot. Mm-hmm. And recently in season two, literal Damien Dark shows up, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this can't, this can't be good, right? Because so he plays such a good bad guy. 
and he's like he's already like he's already like like okay you know in the in the in season one they kind of set up the developer guy john yep, houston yep. the yeah who's always a bad guy too <laughs> who's always a bad guy you expect him and and the new indian guy they're they're kind of yeah. like bad guys yeah it's not a great they look got, making Indian they got nothing okay <laughs> he got nothing on damien dark okay Holy is it bad? He's I love it. Really so bad. Yay! Oh, but anyhow, guys, watch Yellowstone. It's really it's good. Really and good. I only see the one, and there's a good I've chip only seen the one episode. And... and I was literally because I'm trying to sleep more, and I'm like, I really need to go to bed, but I really want to watch episode two, and I didn't. I was a good girl. We we watched like an episode or two every night, and like my husband didn't get to watch any last night because he he um, teaches a class for the university. Oh. And Thursday night is the universe is the class, and so he had to be on Zoom doing his class on last mm-hmm. night. And didn't get to watch it, so we're gonna have to make I'm gonna up have for to make it tonight. Nick watch it because I think Nick would really like it. I think Nick probably would, he would really like it. We kind of need a new drama. It's it definitely fills that those boots. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and I hear just just to warn everybody, you and everybody else, everything I've heard, but I don't know what happens in season three. But everything I've heard about the end of season three. Is that it leaves on a huge cliffhanger and people are dying because they're like, when's season four going to happen? Okay. I love you, Kevin Costner, for bringing this into my life. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a really good show and it's extremely cinematic. And like, why is it on Paramount? Beautiful. I don't know why the fuck it's on Paramount, (laughs) but it is. So it's an amazing show. I actually caught a part of an episode. I didn't realize what I was watching and I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And then I had to go to bed. And I didn't. And I landed on my Paramount <laughs> channel. Oh, and I, it also stands to be mentioned that Beth is played by the same actress who played Caroline Bingley in 2005's Pride It's Prejudice. so good. Her bangs bother me. Do they fix the bangs? Yeah, they kind of sweep across her face, and you're like, can, can you, you please cut push those? it off your face? Just fucking. I get it. They're trying to make her more severe and threatening, but I'm like, just push the bangs. Why are we doing the bangs? What's with the bangs? That's just how she is, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so on to Arrow. All right, Arrow. You watched the end of season. Watch seven oh eight and seven oh nine. The seven oh eight is the end of the Helena. But it's such a good episode because it's all of this elicity foreshadowing. Because it's really like the whole speech where Diggle's like, you know, love isn't about saving or changing a, a person. It's about find, finding someone who's our direct fit. Well, and also, like, what was Oliver thinking that he'd be able to save anybody in it's season like, you one? You are so messed up, man. Okay, this is the episode <laughs> that I would say 708 is what marks the beginning of my, of my eight-year annoyance with the kill or no kill situation. Because it's like it's like the 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 druggy and rehab yeah, trying exactly. to cure I mean, another druggy. People actually says that to him. He's like, "You're like an, an addict who's trying to like get someone else clean when you need to get clean yourself." Um, exactly. And Oliver is like all perturbed that Helena's killing people, and I'm like, first of all, sex is well, fun. and it, it comes yeah, it comes off completely it's sexist like, well, because like I can kill so people, she can't kill people, but you cannot. Right? You like, must you're, be you're better supposed than to that. be sweet and innocent and have sex with me and not kill people. And I was like, Ugh. his whole reasoning for why his vendetta, and she's like, why is your vendetta any better than mine? And I'm like, preach it, girl. He's like, no, 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 no. 
killing is not my opening move. And my child, my 13-year-old, <laughs> literally sat up and was like, um, it's your opening move a lot, Oliver. <laughs> like, it's like, it makes me happy to know that you came from my body and my ways will continue on. Um, She's paying attention. Yeah, because it's like, what are you even on? And he's like, oh, and then he goes, and he, at the very end, he like, he sends the he sends the police, you know, evidence that's gonna put her her father in jail. So he doesn't she doesn't have to kill her father. She's just gonna put him in jail. And she's like, okay, well then I guess I want a revenge. And Oliver's like, see, that's justice. We're just we're gonna put him in jail. We're not gonna kill him. And I'm like, except you don't put anybody in jail until like season freaking six. And all you do is kill them. Oh, Oliver. Season one, like every time I see some comic fan, usually one of the ones that hates Felicity, talk about how season one is the, the best season. That was the perfect season. I'm like, have you ever actually rewatched No, I'm rewatched season it now. One? I have not rewatched it since, since I rewatched it the first time, but I haven't rewatched it. And I'm like, no, it's a hot mess. Season one's a hot it mess. It is a hot mess because it's all over the it's, map. It doesn't know what it's Literally, it to I was be. like, no wonder I was so confused about my feelings for this show because the show is confused about the show. Yes. It doesn't know what it wants to do. I'm like, I was like, this is no. the most infuriating with Oliver talking about his philosophy on killing or not killing and what's justice. It made absolutely no sense. He was being completely hypocritical. No. And they changed the 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 script every yep. single episode. It's like literally, it's a different thing every episode. It's like, nope, now Oliver's killing. When Oliver kills, it's justice and it's okay. But when Helena does it, that's bad. It's I'm like, murder. okay, that's just murder. That's revenge. I'm like, what are you, what? And like, Oliver's never gotten done a revenge killing. Are you even like, what the? So that's. Because- and then there's the, yeah. you also got to enjoy the double day. Oh date. my God. Okay. Like, I knew it was coming, all right? Like, in the back of my head, I knew it was coming. And I was like, I know this is coming. And I remember watching it the first time and the second time, and I was like, this is pretty bad. But it's been about four years since I've rewatched it the second time. And I was like, so then the third time I remember watching it, and I'm like, yep, this is as bad, if not worse. It, it does not improve Because, things. like, okay, <laughs> So, first of all, Tommy doesn't have a job. And so he's like, let's go to Salt, which is the most expensive restaurant on the planet. And I'm like, how are you? Okay, is this on? I was very confused about who's paying for it. Is, like, Laurel paying for this? They never really clarify. Anyways, they show up. They can't get a table. Oliver and Helena show up for their date. And Helen's like, very sweetly, why don't you join us? And the three of them are like, no. But Laurel, because Laurel's like, I'm hungry. So then they crash their date. You can go to Big Belly Burger, Lol. Yeah. It'll be okay. And I'm still not clear on who's paying. So anyways, they're sitting down and they're reminiscing. And it's so terrible it's, the way that... It's awkward and terrible. Awkward. Like, Laurel constantly trying to push Helena out. Yes, it's very like, much the whole, time. the whole time she tries to make Helena feel excluded by, oh, let's reminisce. And, like, it, the gross way that Oliver flirts with Helena in, or flirts with Laurel in, and Laurel's all flirty, smiling back in front of Tommy and Helena. It was just so disgusting and so inappropriate. Like Oliver's just like, all I remember about our ski trip is how your dad was mad that we shared one room and one bed. And she's like, ha ha. And Helena's like, wait a minute, you two dated? And now you two are dating? This is fucked up. And I'm like, yes! Helena sees, and 
she she just starts drinking a lot of booze. And I'm like, listen, Helena, you can drink all the champagne you want. It is not going to fix this love triangle. It is literally the worst thing ever. And then she's like, I'm done. I told you I didn't want any drama or someone's going to hurt me. And you're clearly in love with your ex-girlfriend. And Oliver's like, I'm not in love with her. I'm like, he's not in love with her. He's really not. (laughs) He's really not. not. That was actually true. That part is true. He's telling the truth. He doesn't know it's the truth yet, but it is the truth. And then Tommy's like, fuck you, Laurel. I wanted to take you to dinner, and all you do is act like a cat and heater on Oliver. It's always going to be you being a cat and Call heater her on Oliver. Call her shit. She's like, Tommy, I was just trying to help you get a job. It's like, oh, my God. It's a lot. It's just, it's just bad. It's just, it's just really bad. Okay. So then we get to 709, or 109. And that's not now. Where poor Oliver just wants to have Christmas. Like, it is absolutely no wonder why he formed a new family with Diggle and Felicity. Because his current yes. family and friends are assholes. Sucks. They're all assholes. They're selfish They're assholes. selfish assholes. Everybody walks around like Oliver has been vacationing in San Tropez for the last five years. That's literally what everybody yes. acts like. Literally. Yes. And he's like, hey, where are the Christmas trees? I haven't had a Christmas in five fucking years. And Thea's like, yeah, we don't do that. And Moira's like, yeah, we don't do that. And then like, could you maybe make an exception yeah. and for so this like, year? Well, I'll do it. And all he's trying to do is make sure everybody is of good cheer. And nobody can remove the stick out of their ass and just Christmas like they've never Christmas before. That's all the man wants. He wants a fucking Christmas. Eat a goddamn candy cane, Thea. <sighs> Sorry, I had a lot of emotions. Like, like his family was literally so. They were literally the worst. The like he planned his own Christmas, and he hasn't had Christmas in five years. Like Moira couldn't find a like a servant and a party planner to like get it going. And then they're just all assholes to him at the at the Christmas party because Thea's like, "We haven't had Christmas in forever," and blah blah blah. And you're just you're not the same. And she storms out and whatever. After he catches her with you know. The side piece that she's hooking up with in her bedroom on his Christmas party. The audacity. And I'm like, God, <laughs> you guys are just jerks. Be nice to Oliver. And like, why are they all mad at him? Oh, you're not the same. What, is he supposed to be like drinking and partying and going to clubs 24-7? What do you want him to do? So he's a little sad. He's a little depressed. Head. He watched his father shoot right, himself Right, he put a there. bullet in his head. <laughs> And he landed on an island in the North China Sea. I can tell you one place in the world that I don't want everyone to go, and it's the North China Sea. It's just really aggravating how much I hate basically everybody except Diggle and Felicity in the first season. <laughs> this is why I, I never, ever, anytime anybody praises no. season one, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it's you're the talking worst. about. It's the worst. Diggle and Tommy. That's literally everybody I love. And everyone else can go fuck. Well, people. even Tommy's gonna have his moment because it's in season in, in 2B sweet or Tommy. 1B. It's the Tommy yeah. who brought Laurel the Christmas ornament, Tommy. I'm in that mode. I'm with that Tommy. And I want to keep him forever in that little box. Tommy, 
is precious as long as he's not being made to feel insecure by goddamn Oliver who acts like he's not doing anything. I know. Okay. Like, <laughs> Oliver, if you don't want Tommy to be threatened by your relationship and you're truly and you're truly over Laurel and trying to be supportive, how about you don't talk about the last time you fucked her on a double date with Tommy? How about that? That's How about idea. that? Should we maybe not talk That's about the good sex idea. you guys yeah. had on the ski trip? Could we maybe not talk about that? Could we pick a different memory? Could there be other memories? Instead of fucking Laurel, that we could think well, of. Well, and then meanwhile, Laurel's still supposed to be pissed at Wait, Oliver. again, pick a lane, bitch. I'm so tired of this. This week she likes him. And Tommy's like, well, I can tell that you're not real excited about Helena. She's like, what, am I supposed to like her? Well, why wouldn't you? You don't why know wouldn't her. You? She's literally a stranger, so you just hate her on she's sight. She's acting like Christine in Selling Sunset. Right. It's like you just hate her on sight because she's Oliver's pseudo-girlfriend. And you just hate every girlfriend of Oliver's on site, but we're all supposed to believe that you're over him. I'm going to give you a real big tip here, honey, that if you are bothered by your ex dating someone else, the chances of you not being over them are extremely high. Do you know what happens when exes that I dated started dating somebody else? You didn't I didn't a give shit. a point fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> you want to marry those boys? It's fine. You can take a turn, sweetheart. I'm all done. I just, it's just unbelievable. The, the, just the never ending. And then we get to Christmas. This is the specific Katie Cassidy complaint. So she's just like, Oliver, I need to talk to you at the Christmas party. And like, it's like, it's like, okay, you know, you know, the mom in uh, the mom robot in Umbrella Academy. Yes. That's how Katie Cassidy acts. His mom wow. robot. No, but here's the thing. Mom robot. Emotes more. Emotes more. But it's close. All right. So. I love mom robot. All right. So she's talking to Oliver about something. Apparently there's been something going on with Laurel that apparently Laurel has been dealing with these past nine episodes that we were supposed to pick up on with all the. Whatever. Oh, and by the way, can we talk about in episode eight just before I get to the someone seen this season? Can we talk about how, you know, Lance is like, oh, because there was the copycat. Oh no, that's in nine. Okay, he's talking about how there's the copycat archer, and Laurel's like, you know, the hood wouldn't do this, and Lance is like, um, you were the one calling him a murderer, like literally last week, and Laurel's like, yes, but he was protecting me. That's different. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't understand. What does that mean, Callie? I don't understand. It means they couldn't pick a fucking lane with her in season one. to be over so bad. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> it's a miracle anybody gets past season one <laughs> like, when watching this I was show. picking Vampire Diaries over this shit. There, there's a question. There's a question waiting for us that I know exactly how I'm okay, going to answer it. Okay, I'm excited it. for it. All right, so then we get to the Christmas party, and Laurel's all doe-eyed robot Laurel. She's like, Oliver, I've been going through something, and I just thought it was, you know, the holidays, and I thought it was Sarah. But that's actually you. You're the thing I'm going through. And I just, you know, you've been dead for, like, five years, and now you're, like, not dead. And but here's the I thing, didn't... Laurel. He wasn't actually yeah, I was dead. Like, he, wasn't... he was alive and suffering, right. but whatever. Right. And then it's like, Go and on. so like as a result, I have not been able to live 
because you were dead. And Tommy is the last person I expect to make me feel alive, but that's what's happened. And now I'm alive and it's Christmas and I'm telling you that I'm not sad about you being dead because you're not dead and I'm alive again is basically the speech. And Oliver gives her a kiss on the cheek and the face Katie Cassidy makes, it's like zombie woman. And clearly we're supposed to be interpreting an emotion. Like Laurel is telling Oliver, hey, I'm over you. And then he leans in and gives her a kiss on the cheek and we're supposed to be seeing, no, she's not over him. Oh no. But there's only a zombie there. So I'm like, am I supposed to be interpreting an emotion here? Because in order to do she that, I need down. Katie to emote. She powered down. Yeah, it was. It was like they flipped a switch. And... <laughs> 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 You're just like, okay. And then he's like, truly, I'm really happy for you. And then we're supposed to like see a face from Oliver where like maybe he's not truly happy for him. But, like, it's Steve, and he doesn't give a fuck about Katie or Laurel. So you're like, I think Oliver's actually pretty okay with this. And my point at this juncture in the story, this is when they needed to be over. All done. No more Laurel and Oliver. You're done. Forever. You did the thing. You did the thing. There's your closure. No more of you two. Forever. And I don't get my way. <laughs> why does Oliver button up his collar talk to me about this talk to me about this you know on the I said on Twitter that I think it was to make him look more like preppy Oliver and less like present day Oliver and also to make him look unattractive which worked really worked. but somebody really else worked. pointed out it was to hide his muscles also could be that I thought maybe he's cold <laughs> These are the things I think. But he doesn't. I don't think that's going to make a much. I know. I was like, one button, man. It's one button. That's not. Like, what you need to do is kill the chicken, Oliver. That's what's keeping you between life and death, not the button. I just want to unbutton it every time he's walking, particularly when he's in the forest. Like, this just feels impractical. I just want to unbutton that one button. Yeah, his season one flashback look was. It's bad. Like, why? I am actually wondering why Laurel wants to sleep with him in back in flashback days. I'm confused. Like, there's nothing attractive about that. Like, why is anyone sleeping with Preppy Ollie? Here's the funny thing it's like all these, all these Laurel fans like to try to say that Elicity is jealous of Laurel and Oliver and their their history. And it's like, but actually, no, because. Laurel had to bang him when he looked like that. Felicity gets to bang him when he looks like this. But Felicity gets to bang him when he looks like this. What am I jealous of? You know, I'm not jealous of anything. My thing was 708, and this is why I always call false when Mark gives his little pat. Oh, yeah. We had to close out Laurel and Oliver in season one, and then we kind of decided in season two that Felicity was going to be the love interest. It was kind of around season two that we decided this. No! 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 No. First of all, I think he decided in 103. He's like, well, that solves our problem. Bring her back. (laughs) Second, you have the biggest foreshadowing of like the entire series in which Diggle gives this speech about finding the right person. And then the next scene, it cuts directly to Felicity walking through a door. Well, here's the thing. We know this. They don't want to, they don't want to say that because then they have to admit that all the Laurel and Oliver in season one was a bunch of bullshit. Was 
was just bullshit. Was just wasting we're time. We're just trying to clean up. The- and they, they they don't want to look like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. When in they fact, did. they didn't know what the fuck they, they were know. doing. Well, here's the thing. I feel like there is a good unraveling that they take of Laurel and Oliver in season one where they're like, it's yeah, like we're in this circle. We got to finish the circle, but then we have to unravel them. Because, like, they set out in the promo, and the pilot, that she's the one. So now they got to unravel the one shit. So they're unraveling the she's the one shit while also slipping Felicity in there. So I'm sorry. It was decided it was Felicity long before season two. And if Mark Guggenheim ever says that publicly, I will say to him, false. And privately. False. False statement. All righty. Oh, my kid was not that excited about, um, oh, she did have a couple interesting comments. So she's like watching Laurel and Tommy kiss. And she was just like, so what's with them? What's with these two? Like, she's just like waving her hands at them. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? She's like, what is this? She's like, are they together? Cause you know, Oliver's going to be with Felicity. Now they need to know, know what to do with Laurel. So they put her with Tommy. <laughs> I was like, where did you get the cynical? Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, still. but still you're only 13 you should have a like brighter perspective on life uh and then i she's very into like knowing what the plan was and how emily blew up the plan she likes to know those stories so she's like were they a plan and then i was like well yeah they were tommy laurel and oliver were supposed to be the big love triangle and then she was like but then felicity showed up and i was like pretty much i was like that's basically the tagline of season one and of the whole show but then felicity showed up and then she, like, was not, like, <gasps> gasp when the Dark Archer was revealed to be Merlin. Because she can't remember who Merlin is. She has, like, a mental block with him. She's like, <gasps> And I'm like, well, no, she had, like, no reaction. And, I, and then I was like, that's Tommy's dad. She's like, what? I was like, the Archer, the bad guy that Moira is working with, the Dark Archer, and Tommy's dad. Those are all the same people. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Like she's not connected. I don't know what it is about John Barrowman, but like she can't track him through the show. <laughs> she can't remember his face. Can't remember his face. And then she got really pissed at Oliver at the end of seven or one oh nine. She was like, when he was like, I'm going to take him down. She's like, excuse me, it could be a girl. Like she was super annoyed that he thought the villain was a boy. I'm like, well, you know, That's Oliver's awesome. pretty sexist, so there's that. God bless. God her. bless my child. All right. I see silver. I'm looking at questions. Kez is looking forward to selling Sunset, especially what happened to Chriselle. She was totally blindsided by that jerk total asshole. Amen, my sister. True story. Factual statements. All true. <laughs> Silver's sending me snake icons because I snake emojis because I use Taylor Swift. Um, oh yes, the super platonic. A uh, moment of Oliver coming in and asking Felicity to track down the arrow where he super platonically stares at her like she's Jesus. <laughs> and then tells her that super platonically that he's, that she's remarkable. It's all very, very Like platonic. he already looks at her like he's in love with her. Like it's just not. It's, it's fairly it's obvious just, what's happening. It's hap- just what's happening. It's what's happening. Um... Callie will not silver. Callie will never understand the torture of watching season one live. I was trying so hard not to ship them at this point. Same girl, just trying to enjoy the love, lovely sunshine that is Felicity. Also true. 
the question is for Callie. Don't remember if I've asked this before. Would you have been as confident? I think she has actually this before as you were in season two when it came to Elicity, if you had watched live. This is the one that I know the answer to. Okay. I'm excited. Here's the thing. I'd love to say, yes, of course I would have been just as sure. But here's, here's where I, I run into a problem. I don't think I would have watched this show in season one mm-hmm. because I didn't watch the show in season one. It's not that I didn't know this show was on because Silver, my darling dear, <laughs> if you recall, <laughs> I knew you were watching it. I knew you and Fogs were watching it because you would talk about it every now and then. And Kelly would talk about it too. And everybody would talk about it because Barrowman was on it. And Barrowman was the link between the Doctor Who fandom uh-huh. and the Oh, got it. So I didn't really know what the show was about, but I knew of it. And it, there was literally nothing about it that sounded interesting to me. But if I had even just like pulled up the, the pilot and watched it, I wouldn't have watched past that. Like, I know this about myself. I would not The have pilot wouldn't it. have grabbed you, you don't think? No way! Really? <laughs> Not in a million fucking years. Well, you forget, yeah, that is the yeah. There are some bad lore versus in it, so exactly. Yeah. I would have taken one look at yeah. that and been like, no, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't have cared about his journey because I didn't care about lore. Yeah. And it was. It, it wouldn't have mattered. Like what about the pilot was it exciting? It was completely and utterly negated by lore. Yeah. Her being there, like, there was no way I would have You needed to know that Laurel was not the main thing in order to cope with I, and that's exactly what brought me in in season two. They were talking about, like, yeah, this was the plan, but this Felicity, they're they're doing this thing with Oliver and Felicity. And then he just said this thing, because 206 had just aired. And they were all talking about it, like, oh, my gosh, I think this ship is going to happen. So I'm like, okay, well, let me take a look at it. I'll tell you what I think. So then I binged through season one, much easier than watching live. And I saw the groundwork laid for Elicity. And so once it got to 206, I was like, oh, yeah, totally going to be a thing. And that's why I was sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't I can't really answer that because I know I wouldn't have watched But it. I also think, too, let's just pretend you were able to stand Laurel. You would have probably. If I was able to stand it, I wouldn't have been sure. Yeah. Until we're basically two. the same person. And I wasn't sure until. I, I would have been sure. You would have been more sure sooner, probably, than me. No, I think, I, I think, I don't know. Here's a, what Silver's asking is, would I have been as sure as I was at 207 if I had wa- binged it all? Mm-hmm. Like, would it have taken me until the end of season two or, or later to be sure? Maybe. It might have. But I just, I have such a hard time thinking that I would actually have gotten that far through season one. Like, I just, no. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I was really excited at the end of 223, and then I was thoroughly confused. Yeah. I really did. I really needed. I really needed uh, an executive producer to confirm some shit for me because I was like, I think I know what I'm saying. Because you weren't sure. I think. I think that would have been more my yeah. reaction too. I think I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been as sure if I had binged season right. one. So that unthinkable tweet from Mark or from Mark yeah. solidified. I was like, okay, I'm watching correctly. I've got a beat on these guys. Okay. But I, wasn't I, I really do think the only reason I was so sure was that I hadn't watched it live. Yeah. I think it's really, they did, I gotta it's, be honest, they did a good job of keeping people guessing. They did. And here's the thing. 
you can't discount in these situations with these shows fresh eyes. Right. Because it's not just watching the same episodes of the show. It's the wait in between the episodes. It's the hiatus. It's all the interviews that come out that you're exposed to. That all factors into how you see the show. So if I had watched it live, I don't think I would have seen it with as fresh an eye in season two as I did. Well, and I think if I had been online in season one and had been part of the online fandom and I had been reading interviews and I had been doing that probably during season two, I think I would have been even less confident. Really? Because they did a good job. As I was reading shit, like during the Sarah part of it, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, they're doing a good job of like white noising this situation. And there was well, that was the thing. The 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 interviews during the Sarah part were so frustrating because it was so completely different to the interviews during the beginning, which were more positive about Felicity. I was very confident. Mark had said an early in an early uh, episode or an early interview. I feel like in season two, where he's like, "We kind of had to pay Laurel and Oliver." When did he say that? When he had to pay off Laurel and Oliver before they got... I want to say that was at the end of season one. Okay, I feel like it was somewhere... It was before three, and I found it, and I was like, okay. When I found that, plus the unthinkable tweet, I was like, they're done with her. They're done with Laurel. But I didn't find it until I was online before season three. But yeah, I just feel like when I was reading all those quotes and all that stuff, I was kind of like, I think if I had been constantly reading spoilers and I had constantly like, I would have thought more that they're going to return to Laurel and Oliver in season two. They really wanted you to Yeah, think they did they a good job to. snowing me. I'm telling you, I was like, once, once I figured out how these guys operate and like how they write and the way they think, I was fine. They couldn't surprise us ever yeah, again. Yeah, they could never surprise us ever out. again. But I was like... <laughs> I was snowed. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? All it it is true. It is true. The reason that, that some of the newer fans in the fandom, they would always be so surprised at how certain we were about things at the end. And it was really only because we'd seen all their tricks. Right. They really had And we knew how they did that by the end of two. I was like, mm, okay. And I was kind of, <laughs> by the time I got to three, I would, and obviously we had the sdc <coughs> and that was amazing and they said we're picking one lo- love interest oliver has one love interest and the the really big part of that from a from a narrative perspective that i really hammered literally all that season and in the reviews was this is a key aspect of hero stories is that you have the person the hero is in love with and that person is who inspires them and what they sacrifice and it's a key component to almost every superhero story and if they constantly have oliver jumping around with love interests people no longer trust his heart you know what i mean it's like well if he can't be sincere and and faithful and true to one woman you have to see him as a hero how are we gonna believe him with all this other stuff right yeah so i think to me i was like it's really important at a certain point where the superhero kind of settles down and is like no this is who i'm as they evolve into the superhero they kind of they zero in on their true love and i was like it's a really important aspect of their story and they're picking a lane and they picked a lane and when they pick a lane they don't swerve they they hadn't zeroed yet but they were gearing up they were gearing which is why everybody was so goddamn right I was like, I was like, that's why I was so petrified because I was like, whoever he's picking at the end of season two, this is it. She's the one. And I was like, oh Correct. my God. 
was like, don't be, don't be Laura. But don't to hear, be Laura, don't be Laura. But that's, and that's the difference between watching without yeah. the interviews or, or any of the spoilers is because I didn't, I didn't think for a second he wasn't going to pick Felicity oh. at the end of season I knew he two. wasn't going to pick Sarah. I knew Sarah was done. Yeah, I no. knew that. But I was like, yeah. oh, God, they brought her back. Well, when, when, when he and Sarah got together, there was an interview said that this is going to last for, and I think that they gave a number of episodes, and that's literally exactly how long it lasted. Wow. So that would like, have been helpful. We knew, <laughs> we knew, like, we knew how long Sarah and Oliver were going to be okay. a thing. We knew that going into the finale that he was going to pick Felicity. We knew Felicity featured heavily in the finale. Okay. Like all the spoilers that were being revealed, like Ken, Ken and Canada graphs and everything were bitching about the, the call sheet and how Elizabeth fans are going to be so happy and insufferable uh-huh. because of what happened. Yeah. So, like, that's why I was expecting a kiss, okay. which was filmed, but not aired. worst secret kept ever. Like it was, it, there was a lot of it that, went exactly the way I thought. And there was the promo pictures. There yeah. was that one promo picture of Slade holding the sword. Yeah, I didn't see any of it. Felicity's throat. I didn't see any of it. And that came out like what, the week before? Okay. Like we knew okay. exactly what was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean I it, it still like blows my mind that it even happened. Like just how they yeah. did this and how it all came it's to true. be because it was so hard it was just so hard to believe that they were going to sideline Katie Cassidy. Right. From looking at it in season yeah, one, it's, like, oh. it is unthinkable. Yeah. So when they brought Katie back, I'm like, here we go. I was like, no. It's, what I thought was going to happen was they, they were going to very clearly have like a Felicity is in love with Oliver. Oliver might have some feelings, but they're going to return to Laurel and Oliver. Like that was what I, and maybe do a love triangle shit with them again. I was worried about that when they brought her back. And then as they were zeroing in that one person that you love the most, I was like, okay, they're, they're going to pick one, but it's one of these two. And I was like, shit. I, I feel like the, the entire season is evidence of Oliver falling in love with Felicity and like but when you, when you watch season two back year, but I was so scared when you watch season two back I want you to focus on on something hmm. because yeah I know that that you were built up with this expectation is Laurel or or Felicity, yeah yeah, right? yeah. But when you watch back, particularly the that last episode and the couple episodes leading up to it, I want you to see just how sidelined Laurel was. Yeah, I'm really going to pay attention to that because in my memory, I feel like she was way more a part of season two than probably what she was. She wasn't very much a part of anything in season two. She was brought in at the end like to make people like that that we're watching the way you were watching right because you're like oh here she comes again and even i mean nick and i were debating it that was exactly what they wanted to do but when you watch like the Mm -hmm. when you watch the confrontation with slade at the end where he's got felicity and then the goon has laurel like laurel being there is an afterthought and she's just being held by a goon oliver doesn't even save her she like he doesn't even like. There's like nothing happening on the Laurel side. She gets herself out of trouble. I don't even know how she gets out of there. 
She's like not even once once the fight begins, once the fight begins, like Sarah gets her out and it's just yeah, it's it's very much a non thing. Yeah. Like when it came down to there was a choice, there was no choice. And that was what we were told in right. seven. There's, There's no, no choice. choice to make. Yeah. Well and you're like it was already done. Yeah, it was very much a I've totally watched him fall in love with her. He's in love with her, he's in love with her, and then they brought back Laurel and I'm like, fuck. And they made me doubt myself. And the reason why people are like, oh, Jen, how are you always so sure? I was like, because I've only doubted myself really, really badly with this show. One time. And you learned. One time. And I was right. And I was like, I'm not going to back off my gut instincts. And it's not saying I was always right about plot lines. But for the most part, in terms of like theme and where they're going and where they're headed. Yeah, I was right. (laughs) Don't doubt yourself. Yeah, maybe I didn't get the black bad guys right all the time. Maybe I didn't get like events in the episodes they were having right all the time. But on the major themes, yeah, I was right. So that part of it, I was like, no, they're not. They're not veering off of Felicity. She's she's they're they were gonna jerk them around, but I knew that they were never gonna like have another serious contender in the show for Oliver's affection. And like, when you and when you effect. look back at season two, it never stopped being Felicity. No, it really didn't. The Sarah thing, in fact, I actually feel like he started up with Sarah to stop himself. That's exactly why. Because if you watch just like the series of events and literally that same episode, Felicity expressed concern over over losing him. Right. And I think that scared him. Plus, we had all of the, 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 you know, Barry jealousy. Come, We were like, we're running off the Barry jealousy episode. Yep, yep. She was in danger. She put herself in danger. It was like, there was all kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden he's just like, he had like a breakdown about his mother. And, and he needed, he needed something he needed that was somebody. not Yeah, he needed somebody. But I feel like there is a part of Oliver. I think there's a part of Oliver well, I'm going to say is Oliver is always all about protecting Felicity. He's yeah. always all about protecting Felicity. And I think there was a part of Oliver that knew he was not ready for her yet. He was and not. No. He was not going to hurt her like that. And him coming to her in that moment, needing her, that kind of maybe even sleeping with her. That was. He was not going to be ready for the relationship she was ready that for. That was forbidden. Yeah. And so I, he was like, I, can't, I can guarantee the thought crossed his mind. Oh, hell yeah. He was like, I could go to Felicity's apartment right now, or I could go back to the cave. I'm going to go back to the cave. And then Sarah showed up, and listen. And he's like, hey, here's somebody that's feeling the same way I am. Not about the same things, but he's feeling adrift right now, and so maybe we can drift together for a little while. Right. And he was lonely. Mm -hmm. I think he loves loves Sarah. He loves her. You know what I mean? But he's not in love with her. He was not in love with Sarah. Yeah, Yeah. and Sarah wasn't in love with him either. They were like, they were like just comfort to each other. Mm -hmm. You know? Both of them are going through a lot of shit, and they were just they were support network with some sex on the side. You know what I mean? Which, hey, do what you gotta do, guys, to heal. Um, But yeah, I think there's definitely a part of Oliver, and I think that's the part that, like, when I was watching it live, because I was so mad at him. I was so mad oh, at him. Oh, same here, girl. Sarah, so mad at him. But, like, now as I, like, look back on it, I'm like, no, this was, he still has that switch. He's right. not good enough for Felicity. He right. will hurt Felicity. He's not ready for Felicity. Felicity is the unattainable, Correct. perfect dream girl. Because if that's you see, he while he's with Sarah, Felicity is still offering input 
on the team and he is still 100% hardwired into Felicity and the things that she says and suggests like yeah she is still oh, very no, much she's still, yeah she's the compass <laughs> she's still the compass it's just yeah so I, I think I'm very excited. I just kind of like season one. We just got to get through season one. You got to get through it. Two. You know what I mean? I just got to hang in there. I just got to put up with all this fucking bullshit and Laurel and her ridiculousness. And then we'll get to two where she's gloriously sidelined into alcohol land. And I can just have things yep. that I enjoy every episode. Because really, the hard part of season one for any Elizabeth fan is you have so little felicity. And my child is like, what the fuck? <laughs> it'll it'll get much it'll easier get once you get to one fourteen. Yeah, to one fourteen. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's it's her reactions are basically my reactions. She's not as like because everybody was like expecting she doesn't hate Laurel. She doesn't hate Laurel. She doesn't like Laurel and Oliver. I think because she knows they're just not going to happen, and she knows Oliver and Felicity are it. But I, I, she's not on board. Listen, a thirteen-year-old girl. A lot of our hate of Laurel was cultivated over the years. Like yeah. I didn't like her from the start, I but I didn't that. hate her. Yes, I agree with that because I was a lot softer on her in season three and season four. Actually, well, season and here's three. another in season thing. Four, I was ready something. To something that 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 also didn't do Laurel any favors was her fans. No. They- and so the fans that are that are online and engaging with the Laurel fans, I feel like that negatively rebounded on Laurel herself. My pet peeve is when people tell me I can't have something because the previous source material, it didn't happen. Right. I'm like, listen. Don't tell me don't that. that. <laughs> First of all, I've watched enough books turned into movies, books turned into TV shows where they change all kinds of stuff that they want to change. You know what I mean? One of my shockers, one of my shockers when I watched those Twilight movies was how, you know, loyal it was to the book. I was like, oh, we're really going to do this. You're going to do the book. I was, I was very skeptical when I watched the first movie. I was very skeptical and the second movie that they were going to do the whole wedding and baby thing. Oh, no, they're going to do it. Okay. So... But I've seen enough of that. That's mostly the norm where they change things. They change things a lot. So I was just like this whole comic book history bullshit. I was like, nobody even knows who the green. Most people don't know who the Green Arrow is. I do not. I didn't. I didn't. I was like, I do not. I know Superman and I know Batman and I know Spider-Man. That's it. That's who I know. I was like, I kind of know Aquaman because of the cartoon, but that's it. I was just like, and so anytime you have the general public not knowing who this person is and what they do and who the, you have a wide open world. Well, and that is exactly why they picked Green Arrow Mm -hmm. and not the Flash. Right, they could have done Flash first. Most nobody cares about, and here's another thing, and I know some of these fans aren't ready to hear this. Black Canary and Green Arrow aren't great. In the no, comics. they're super toxic. They're super awful. He cheats on her. I mean, they kept a lot and of, I feel like... of their relationship in the show. It's just the audience was like, this relationship is the sh- is just awful. It's awful. I feel like a lot of comic book fans' support of that relationship was just simply a negative reaction to us being fans of Elicity. They don't really like Laurel and Oliver together. No, how can you? They just don't like us getting I what we do want. not understand anyone wanting Laurel. If you're a fan of Laurel, I do not understand anyone wanting her with Oliver. He they're not fans like of Laurel. Dirt. They're, they're not fans of Laurel. They just hate Felicity. Yeah. They don't like that Katie lost her 
leading lady. And listen, yeah, if I was a big fan of Katie Cassidy and I was a big fan of Laurel Lance, that would suck, you know. But most of those, most of the comic fans, like I can't speak to the female Laurel fans because I think they legitimately are Katie Cassidy fans. But the male fans, like nobody in season one or season two, like okay. nobody. She was a terrible character. They just did a terrible job with her. They only suddenly started rallying around her when Oliver and Felicity became a thing. Okay. Well, because they saw where the tide was. You know, here's the thing. You can't be bitching about a character and saying how much you hate a character and how much, you know, this character deserves this. You deserve, and like not expect it to kind of like seep in there a little bit. You know what I mean? So like if they're saying, okay, I hate this character. I hate this character. All the reviewers are saying, I hate this character. Is it a shock that the show moved away from that character in season two? Right. No. Nobody likes right. her. Like, here's Are the thing. Were... It's not fan service. Nobody. Like, people are always like, well, that's fan service. No, people think that this is like, this is like, fan impact on a television show is like ordering a Big Mac at McDonald's. I'll have a number one. It's like, you, it's, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not cooking you a meal. Okay. But that's not to say that your opinions do not have impact. And by impact, I mean the biggest shot a fandom has at impacting a show is before the show starts their new season and they're planning things out. Okay? So they were coming off of season one with all this negative Laurel stuff. Nobody likes Laurel. All of these bad reviews on Laurel. Nobody likes Laurel and Oliver. What do they do? They sideline Laurel starting in season two. Now, people are expecting what I got annoyed with when people were watching the show live is they expected Arrow to turn on a dime. Like when they were bitching about like 505. Well, they need to be. Yes. They and they're like 506. Better be a better episode. And it's like back together. And I'm like. That drove me nuts too. I literally told you guys it's going to take. You literally said all season. It's going to be a season long journey. And you're bitching in five with, that they're not back together. It's just like, I'm not saying that these people that were upset with how things were going with those, like, like, they don't understand how yeah, television shows it, it, It's not that we disagree no. with that. We agree. I wanted them back together. It, was, it was awful. Great. But at the same time, we also know what we're to realistic. expect. realistic. I'm like, Mark can't turn around and change episode six because you didn't like five. Episode six is already in the can. It's done. He's writing episode 15 now. That's right. how it works. So. To me, I was always like, you know, we can have impact before they map things out. But once they've mapped things out, they're done. It's they are married mm-hmm. to that, okay? And it's they're going down a road, and that's that's, the that's end what's of it. happening. I never did shift. see much much use in 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 just like I, I would see people say like they better do this this episode that's airing tomorrow right. night, and it's like. That's what if works. they don't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was filmed months ago? Right. And written even longer ago before that, like, guys, I would be just gonna have like, to, it, 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 better it, by the it, end of the season. <laughs> it requires when you're watching a show that is currently airing, it requires enormous amounts of patience. Right. And a lot of people yeah, don't have that. Dad, and that's he sucks at watching, you can't watch regular television. Like, the, the thing that's episode to episode, just your regular. TV show. I don't have much patience for he it has either. terrible patience. And I'm starting to get really bad yeah. with it, too. I'm very, like, eh. I t- it's very hard to hold my interest. Like, the fact that I'm super excited about Yellowstone, that's rare. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that I'm super yeah. I was super excited about Well, that one just gets you right well, off. Well, I listen it, to it, you, because you kind of got a beat yeah. on what I like, so, like, you know. Well, you also know how fucking picky oh, I am about TV picky, shows. Yes. So, <laughs> 
Like, if I like a show, if you're excited about a show, pretty good. it's it's probably it's pretty legit. damn good. So I, you know, my <laughs> thing is like my dad, he couldn't stick with it. He couldn't stick with them for eight years. Like he wanted Oliver and Felicity to get married it's a in commitment. 104. Like he was like, okay, yeah, I'm it's, done. It's a commitment. Yeah. And he was so mad at Oliver that they didn't. He just couldn't. And the other aspects of the show got kind of goofy. So I yeah, get that. And listen, I'm not saying we're not the walking wounded no, here. You know, we, we put up with a lot of bullshit from they this show. They tapped at our heart and we've just learned to like For it. Years. <laughs> For years. Like, it was like some of the shit they pulled. Like, I'm amazed. How did we We were loyal this? bitches. That's the end of it. We well, it wasn't loyal even just loyal bitches. It was, a, it was elicity itself that had us by the throat. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't going anywhere. And we were like, yeah. we can put up with this. Well, because they give Elis- me this. And they gave us Yeah. Him. Well, and like I said, once I'm emotionally invested hardcore into a TV show, I'm not going anywhere. It's fine. They can yeah. I can, I can, I can hop off that train a little you bit. Can. You can. You are much better at loving yourself than I am. I tend to be a little <laughs> bit self-flagellation where I like. I have, things. I have a pet peeve about wasting my yeah, time. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I waste like my what, time. I know. I, and I know I as I'm watching, I am wasting time, but I just can't. Like, I can't turn the channel. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things where the infuriation over wasting my time exceeds any benefit I get out of watching. Yeah, if there like, is one character that I still give a crap about, they got me by the balls. Like, what can I say? I have, yeah. I have because you don't, you don't have the same, the same hangups. No, and then it's just, I, I have the. Hang-ups I wish I, I was more I like you. I wish I could be like fuck this shit and be done at like once I'm in like seven years and just like I'm gonna love myself and not watch the eight episodes where Emily's at Ricards isn't in it. I'm like that was smart. That was smart. Well, that was just, and that was also, I'm also, and this is where it intersects, I'm also ridiculously stubborn. You suck. And once I say I'm going to do something. I know, you had laid out that if Emily ever left the show, like, four years ago, I was you gone. said that, you're like, you were done. And I never made that promise. No, you didn't. And so that's yeah. fine, you know. But it was one of those things that once I was like, well, shit, here it is. You know, this is, this is why I said I would leave the show if they did this. And yeah. so. She is, and so I'm gone. Okay, we have a couple more questions, and then I got to get it on my concert conference call. Yeah, I got to keep. Okay, lunch. your thoughts on the continuing lack of announcements regarding the spinoff, Cat's film role, Urban Legends remake, and seemingly being offered a role on Fox Family Guy. Casey claiming in Virtual Con that the storyline info was purposely kept from Steven, but discussed with her. All right, you guys, I don't Listen. follow Katie Cassidy. No, we don't give a shit all. what Katie Cassidy does. She says can say that she's the prime minister of. Doesn't I don't matter what, even know what. It has nothing yeah, to do can, with anything. Run Listen, for governor for all I care about. Um, but here's here's what 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 it comes down to with with the spinoff. It's not good, guys. I'm not saying don't that's good. Breath, folks, don't hold it. If Cat is already entertaining other projects, guys, that's a good sign that it's not good. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's not unsurprising. It's not There's a lot thing. of shows that have been canceled. Like she can't do and... a movie. But yeah, if they were. If no. they were her up soon would she be doing an urban legends remake probably not she's got to give she she signed a contract in which she has to prioritize the green arrow and the canaries so here's here's and, and also the the whole pandemic threw a lot of shows into question yes steve's show is still going forward he just recently started working on that good for him i'm not oh gonna watch God. it <laughs> 
Right. But some shows didn't make it out, you know? Well, and... well, here's the other thing. I mean, shows that are getting renewed, that were renewed, are getting canceled. So, like, I think there's yes. a lot of... Here's the thing that I think is going on with the delay. I think that they are still sorting out what's going on with a lot of shows in terms of production value and what things are going to cost. Yes. So, given COVID, things production costs are increasing rapidly, and shows that got renewals are getting canceled. So, does that Correct. mean other shows could get picked up? that were picked up yes does that mean picked up shows could get, get canceled because they are too expensive yes so i think the lack of communication is because the fucking pw is still it's in limbo it out. you know what i mean yeah i think i don't i don't want to say that like no it's never yeah gonna i'm happen. not saying like, i'm seeing anything no. positive no. moving in that direction that it's going to get picked up cat taking a job i'm just saying don't thing. hold your breath but yeah you gotta kind of <laughs> just like it is what it is don't man. hold your breath it is what don't it is don't hold your breath Maybe, 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 and maybe, maybe but yeah, I do, I'm, mm, yeah. And yeah, it's great Steve is filming. I'm not going to watch it. It's great that, you know, I mean, what else is going on? I'm trying to think what else is going on. Nothing. Nothing's going on. It's all boring. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any fandom hijinks. Our fandom? Yeah. No, it's been quiet. We've been, everyone's just happy in their little bubbles. <laughs> Watching their Netflix shows. Exactly. Watch gifts. Right and fix. We're just in our happy post show bliss where we don't have to worry about this bullshit anymore. No, we don't. We don't we don't have to care. No. I mean And a lot of people are used to caring, so they're like they're grasping around for the next thing to care about. And for a lot of people that's the spinoff. But I'm th- saying, you know, maybe just put that one on pause and go clutch, you know, clutch on to something else. Well, I am kind of laughing. If KC did claim in a virtual con that the storyline info was purposely kept, purposely kept from Steven, I believe that. He was a sieve. I mean, he wasn't as bad as David. Steve likes to sit out there like, oh, I don't like to give spoilers. Listen, I have spoken to him directly. He crumbles like a piece of... Yeah. Those, those men couldn't keep a secret He's to save their crushable. lives. All you gotta do is shove a little pretty blonde little girl in a pink shirt and glasses and he breaks no control he was a big big felicity fan no control and he also doesn't like to make children sad so and he told all kinds of shit to people all the time so all so i believe that probably at some point people were like we gotta stop telling steve stuff and nobody listened to katie so well, who gives a shit who what gives, Katie does anybody, what does Did anyone actually actively listen to that woman? If she had given a spoiler, if she had actually said something, I would have immediately discounted it because she doesn't read scripts. Well, here's here's my 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 hang up with that is why do I care? I know I don't really care. Like, if fine, if that's true, that's fine, good for her. But why why why? I still got do spoilers. We, why don't no? But if if it's about Arrow, there's no spoiler about Arrow that we don't already know. Well, then, I feel like everybody <laughs> just gets on board that Katie and Steven didn't like each other. Katie's going to talk smack about Steven for the next 20 years. Yes. It's fine. Whenever she gets a chance. Yeah, have at it, honey. It's like, who cares what... I'm not like, a big fan of them anymore uh, either. So. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that somebody hunted down what she said well, it's okay that at a con. That. I just think... I think there's an no, expectation like, with you but, and me because we talk about Laurel and that kind of stuff that we're keeping tabs on her. And we're not. I guess that's probably true. And if we're even no, if we we're not keeping tabs on her, that like, like we talk about Laurel, but we don't talk about Katie. 
Do we? Or do we? Do we talk about Katie? Do we talk about Katie? Well, Maybe we talk about we, Katie. Maybe that's what people have. Maybe we should talk about Katie. I don't, if we've talked about Katie and have left you with an impression that we're keeping tabs on her, my apologies. We're not. We're just talking shit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Our, our, our caring about Katie only goes as far as her portrayal of Laurel Lance, which and only goes as far reflecting as... reflecting on the eight years she was on Arrow. Yeah, it's it doesn't go beyond the end date of era. Like I don't, it's well, it's the same thing for me and Steven. Before you think it's like, oh, you just hate Katie. No, I'm the same way with Steven. I don't care what Steven's doing now. I see people all the time because she, Katie, was reflecting on her. No, no, I guess, I guess, but it's like people will also expect us to care about things that Steven. Steven said this on. I'm like, (laughs) like. I am probably more interested than you are. Like, I'll see stuff about Cassandra. True. I'll see stuff about, you know, Kareem McKenzie. And I'll be like, oh, what's going on? And someone will tell me. I'm like, okay. Like, I like to know about it. I probably know about it. But, like, my active level in, like, getting worked up about it, it's got to be pretty bad. It's got to be pretty bad to get me worked up about it. Yeah. And I, 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 I And don't. you don't. Like, you're out. When I Kelly's don't. done with you, she's pretty much done. And the only way she knows about this shit. Uh, is because I tell her. Or you tell me, or I see it on my timeline, and I'm timeline. like, why? Why? Why are people <gasps> talking about? This? Are we going to talk really what? quick? Can we tell them about knocking point? Oh, that was so this funny. Was funny. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So the Better Business, Better Business Bureau gave uh, knocking point the wine company, C's Wine Company, an F rating. As in, which isn't a good thing, folks, because of people and not getting refunds, people not getting their orders, all of that shit. Not a good thing. Not a good thing, folks. So be careful when you're ordering knocking point. It's wonderful if it's gone okay for you and you love the wine. That's great. But I know there's a lot of people who are unhappy about it. So just be careful. And I don't know how much attention the company's getting anymore. So just be. It's like buying a ticket for like a Comic Con, just or like the heroes and villains like don't do it it could be dangerous <laughs> all right you guys it was lovely talking with you miss calista wolf have a lovely day weekend uh, yeah we'll enjoy more watching more arrow and diving into 1b next week and then we'll talk about that i'm very excited done. 1b gets better i'm excited i it actually does. have to write reviews now yeah have fun with that i don't remember how <laughs> I think you should combine them. If you're watching two episodes at a time, just you do two first reviews. Until I get to season yeah. two. Just be like, yeah, just like, you know, well, even season two. I mean, like some of those episodes. They're slow. It's not. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Because they're kind of doing two at a time for a week, two in a week. So we'll see. Yeah. So just do them. Just double them up. Yeah. That's not yeah, hard. I could do that. That's, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.